Hi, I'm Anika Nicole, a spiritual life and mindset coach, here to guide those on the path to spiritual awakening, find clarity and inner peace, so that you can live a life in alignment with your highest self. Before I continue on with today's episode, I want to address this one thing. I've been trying over and over several times, restarting my laptop, trying to get connected, trying to get set up, and for some reason, I'm having a bit of a technological difficulty. So... I have to record from my phone. So if you notice the sound is a little off or a little different, this is the reason why. So now that I got that out the way, I want to talk about this week's episode. Um, I know I shared a lot of my spiritual journey, the first episode of this podcast, but I wanted to have a bit of a fireside chat episode with you all so that you can get to know me a little bit more. And so that I can have the opportunity to go a little bit deeper into my spiritual journey and why I started this podcast in the first place. Like, why am I here? Why did I decide to become a spiritual life coach? So this is what this episode will be about for today. So I want to start with going back to the beginning, going back to the early days when I was young and faithfully going to the church. So I'll describe myself as a natural born researcher, always curious, always inquisitive. I would say I honestly, I was a bit of a nerd. I was a nerdy kid. I had the glasses, the braces, the whole bit. And when I was in school, I remember whatever new knowledge I would come across, I'd find I'd run. I couldn't wait to go back home to get on AOL and look it up so I can find even more information about it or get my own understanding about it. So this was the same with my spiritual journey. Every Sunday, I go to church, listen to the pastor's sermon, and I would literally have a pen and a pad out, some pen and some notebook out, recording every word from the pastor's mouth, writing down every scripture that was quoted. Because I knew as soon as I got back home, I was going to do my own study of the word. So every Sunday evening, I remember pouring myself over scriptures with highlighters, notebook, Bible concordances, even Bible lexicons. Yes, all the things. Because I wanted to know God back and front. I wanted to know the word of God for myself. And of course, as I searched, the more questions would pop up. And I wanted to find clarity. The more questions I had had for God. And I felt like the Bible would fall short of providing me adequate answers. I mean, I would search a script, like I would use Bible concordances. You can look them up by keyword, uh, by scripture, by text, and trying to find answers to like my most deeply pressing questions. And no matter how deep I search, the Bible was not sufficient enough with answers for me. So this would lead me to go to adult members of my family or church leaders with these questions. But whenever I would seek answers from a genuine place, it was not received well. I remember being told things like, I need to I need to humble myself. And I never received this well. I mean, I honestly, like just earlier this week on amongst my family and friends, I shared what my thoughts and feeling of that word as I was reminded again of that word humble as I was told that again this week. And by definition, the word humble means having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance, of low social, administrative, or political rank. 
lower than someone else in dignity or importance. Just by definition, I don't even, I can't even begin to understand why somebody would want to feel that way or be that way. I did not understand why that was something that I was supposed to be. Other things I told be told were, you know, the common, the foolishness of God is wisdom of man and to being told, do not question God's authority. The thing was, I had a deep, profound love for this God. I sincerely did. And I just listened to what I was told, even though it was hurtful to me, even though it made me upset. Because I'd rather be on God's good side than his bad side. Because based on eyewitness accounts of his wrath in the Old Testament, I didn't want to experience God's wrath for myself. Nor did I want to experience what it was like to be in hell or end up in hell. So like sheep, as I was supposed to be, I blindly did what I was supposed to do. Submit. Even as I noticed the hypocrisy of many church members around me. Now, I'm not here to jump on any bandwagon of shaming the church because I believe that there is a lot of good within the church, but I do feel it is important for us to be honest and name this. To me, it is the only way forward. So when I talk about hypocrisies, like one of the things that was did not, I did not get, did not understand. And an example, like a prime example of hypocrisies within the church. And I know many of you can relate to this, um, is that fornicating being more tolerated within the church than being gay. Because isn't all sin just sin, right? I remember like family would disown their child for being gay. Like to them, the idea that their child was a part of the LGBT btq community was more hurtful to them than a child who openly fornicated why i even i will even admit even members of my own family who would ban their child for being gay and ban their child's gay partner from family functions while their openly fornicating child and their partner would be welcomed that did not make sense to me so I noticed a lot of incongruencies, but I stayed. I stayed. Why? Again, it was because I have always, always found myself as a spiritual person. And my belief in God was so strong. And as a spiritual person, I felt like the only option I had was the church. But even when I left the church, years later, I still held the belief that there was something greater and bigger than me out there. I know I talked about experiencing loss of a loved one on this podcast, but going through that loss was the first step that it kind of pushed me towards being more open and being more comfortable and being more okay with leaving my church home. First, I was thinking it was because I have outgrown the church space, so I started visiting other churches because... What happened, I, I was away at college for a while. I spent four years away at college. And during that time, I still tried to go to church, even though it was quite difficult for me. Because one, I didn't have my own car. So I had to always rely on other people for support. So because of this, I would inconsistently go to church. The other reason was just trying to manage like college life and studying and every Sunday going to church was a bit of a challenge for me. So for those reasons, my church attendance was pretty inconsistent. 
So when I returned home, I gradually grew uncomfortable with going to church. Um, there were just certain sermons that did not sit right with me or did not feel comfortable for me to listen to. And at the time, I didn't understand what was going on. But now I know I was going through spiritual growing pains because my consciousness was beginning to expand and my mental paradigm was beginning to shift. So the old teachings I once adhered to didn't make sense to me anymore. Of course, these were teachings that were teachings in the church that um, said that homosexuality and transsexuality was wrong. Um, at this time, I remember working with very young children and witnessing that children as young as two and three exhibited behaviors that were way outside of the gender norms. And these were children that grew in the stereotypical, perfect nuclear family home. And the reason why I bring this up is because I know society, well, I can speak for myself growing up in the church. There were a lot of crazy rationalities given to why people were homosexual, why people were transsexual. And they would often attribute this to crazy things like, oh, maybe they were touched as a child or they came from a home that was a wreck. So that's why they turned out the way that they turned out. But no, these were children in perfectly good homes, well-rounded, great parents. And this was who they were. Other teachings of the church, again, that did not sit right with me were telling women that they must submit to their husbands. That just stifled me because there was nothing about me in nature well, nothing about me in nature is submissive. And the blind obedience would get to me. It was the idea that we should just blindly do what we are told. Why? Because the Bible said so. That's what the word of God said. It doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense. This is the word of God. And the willful ignorance, the choosing to neglect common sense, concrete evidence, or scientific fact. Like many Christians will deny the existence of prehistoric animals, evolution, just basic science because it doesn't comfortably fit into the narrative of how the world was created in the Bible. And they understand that in order to accept this fact, they have to admit the fallacy in the creation story as it is written in Genesis. So they choose to be ignorant. Along with that, many Christians would force fit teachings of the Bible into things that don't make sense by using scriptures to rationalize this. And this brings to mind this one example. I remember like um, going to Bible school. I would go to vacation Bible school. And what's this? It probably wasn't vacation Bible school, but I remember it was just like a particular setting of this church that I did attend their vacation Bible school. And I remember like the girls were put brought aside in a room and we were being taught about you know sex and lust and i remember specifically being taught that as a woman i should not lust after a man quoting that scripture from matthew 5 27 and 28 where they say if a man looketh as a woman and lust after her he has already committed adultery in his heart so for the longest time, I would shut down any feeling I had in my heart towards a crush because I didn't want to commit the sin of lust. But over time, it was like, you know, naturally as human beings, it's like hard to do, right? Because isn't our bodies doing what it's biologically designed to do when we develop romantic affection for another? 
So how does that make sense? And arguably, you know, when you research that scripture a bit more, um, some people or some Bible scholars would argue that the word woman in that text could also be translated into wife. So the adultery that Jesus Christ was speaking of was a man looking at another woman's wife more so than just a woman in general. And you know, that's the thing. That's the thing. During those days, I pour myself over scripture and lexicon and read multiple versions of scriptures. And what I've come to realize is that it is all a matter of interpretation. And that's very important. That we study and know the scripture for ourselves. Because no matter what spiritual path we're on, it is important to have our own personal relationship with the divine. A lot of times we're blindly following spiritual teachers, ministers, gurus, but we don't know why. We don't know our own history. We don't know the context in which these spiritual teachings were first brought about. We simply just follow along with so and so because they seem trustworthy and that's what he or she said. So eventually I just left the church altogether. I mean, I wanted to go to church. I just couldn't find a place or church home that met me where I was at in my spiritual journey. And believe me, I've tried. I've gone to several different churches and I enjoyed the worship. I enjoyed the the community. I enjoyed the fellowship. But when it came to the church sermons and the church teaching, sometimes the sermons were good and it kept me fired up. But every other sermon or so, it was like, okay, here we go again with that, with talks and, and, and teachings that just did not, that just felt out of alignment with me. So I came to a place in my life where I've decided I will not sit and commune in a place where I am not in alignment with. And this opened the door for me to explore. I remember attending Buddhist sanjas or sanghas, um, Baha'i meetings. And I would begin to meditate more regularly Um, I opened myself up to a tower reading and I had like a really great, a few really great um, tower readings that led me to wanting to practice tower cards for myself and understand about it for myself. And I've also visited women's circles, which I absolutely enjoy and love. Um, Women's circles are a spiritual place where women gather together and have vulnerable, open conversations with each other. So I go to women's circles every now and again. And I'd also, you know, scour the internets like my natural inquisitive self and stumbled upon a few podcasts, which I enjoy and love, but it still fell short. Um, While there was a lot I could relate to, I didn't relate to their experiences because many of the hosts of these podcasts were XY evangelical males. But the deep discussions on theology and the perspective of the Bible they offered really resounded loudly loudly with me. It was when my view of faith, God, and spirituality began to take on a new shape. It was what led me to where I am now. Another thing I realized was the more I opened and shared my experience with others, the more I found there were others out there just like me. I also noticed certain people gravitated towards me with questions and in need of support and were open up to me about the struggles they were currently facing on their journey. And I would often sit down and chat and open up to them, sharing my story, 
offering them support the best way I could. And this was what prompted me to launch A Soulful Rebellion, first as a blog, to share my experiences and my stories. And since starting the blog, I've had people reach out to me and tell me what I was doing was important work and how they know it can help people because of how much it has helped them. And how glad that I have they were that I've created this space. The more I noticed this, I was beginning to realize that I was called to do this work. And this is what led me down the path of pursuing the business of becoming a spiritual life and mindset coach. So why a spiritual life and mindset coach? I mean, I think the spiritual part is pretty much self-explanatory, but I chose to also focus sorry, I chose to also focus on mindset. As I have noticed, it is the challenges with being able to shift into a more expanded conscious mind that holds us back. Because we have so much learn, unlearning and relearning to do. Um, this is why I chose the specific path to become a certified um, in hypnosis, NLP techniques, and time techniques. These techniques help us to make the shifts at the subconscious level. If the change does not occur on the level of the subconscious mind, I found that we continue to hit a brick wall. We are going to continue to experience a lack of change. So even though we are willing to experience a change, we are going to repeat like these patterns. I know this was the case for me. Throughout my journey, I had to make a lot of major shifts in my mindset to be where I am now. For instance, if I still held the belief of hell as a concept, I would have stood in the place of unhappiness out of eternal, uh, um, sorry, let me reword myself. I would have, if I had still had the concept of hell and I held on to that belief in my mind, that would have kept me in my church home, even though I was out of alignment with it, with it. Why? Because I had a hard time overcoming the fear of eternal damnation. So once I was able to break free from all this, I cannot begin to tell you how much my mind has opened up and how much my mind has expanded and how I now see the world through a more different and clearer lens. Knowing that I can live a life of freedom, choosing to make decisions I know that is best for me without the guilt or fear of hell. Knowing that if I ever have a child, who was born into this world, gay, lesbian, queer, transsexual, non-binary, or whatever, I don't have to be in fear because I know that I could fully love and accept them as they are, as they were created divinely by God. And knowing I can fully show up in this world and express who I am without shame or judgment. As a spiritual life and mindset coach, I'm here to help you break free from these limiting beliefs and negative thought patterns holding you back from living a life in alignment with your most true and authentic self. This is what I'm here for. This is what I came to do. So I started this podcast to share my journey along with my own understandings and learnings and unlearnings that I've gathered on this spiritual path. I want to also be sure that I mention this. I am not a guru. Okay, so I'm just a person who just reads and studies a lot. I'm just a person here to share my own spiritual experiences. So I encourage you to take that 
I encourage you to take what resonates for you and to leave the rest. Anything that does not apply, just let it go. Also, to do your own research research and get your own understanding. This proverb I love from the Bible says, get wisdom and in all thine getting, get understanding. I encourage you to do that. Go with your own inner God, your own inner guidance. And with that, I want to thank you all for joining me for this fireside chat. I hope you felt like you've got to know a little bit more about me, a little bit more about why I'm here. Um, Thank you so much for following along in my journey and tuning in with me each week. It's only been two months and I since I've launched this podcast and I have already seen major growths and shifts. If anything within within this episode hit home with you, please take a screenshot of it. Share your key takeaway with me on Instagram stories and don't forget to tag me at a soulful rebellion. I want to read them. I want to know what did you walk away from this episode with? And I also want to get to know you as well as listeners of the show. But before I close out, I wanted to mention this one thing. Um, For the month of October, I'm very excited. I'm launching a series called Demystifying Magic. I'm launching this interview series um, to discuss magic, you know. Um, We were raised in the church, or I know I was raised in the church, I should say. And I was taught a lot of misconceptions about witchcraft, tower cards, and psychic work. And I decided, you know what, I wanted to use this platform to address it. Um, I'm really excited about what's about to come up. I've already did my first two guest interviews for the show. Um, And I have to tell you that the conversations are really, really juicy. You don't want to miss it. So please come back. I'll begin the first episode next Monday. Yes, next Monday it will launch. So come back in to listen to the very first episode of the series. I'm going to launch with the intro into Demystifying Magic. I have a psychic guest coming on the show discussing her experiences. And she also has a Christian background, a Another um, guest of the show with a Christian background here to discuss her experiences as well as why she does certain spiritual practice or what led her to engage in spiritual practices that are known to Christians as witchcraft or spell work. Um, And I'm also working on getting another guest on the show for the end of this month, well, the end of the month of October. And pretty excited about it. I know you'll enjoy them too, so... Be back with me next week as we launch off in the Demystifying Magic series. And don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at asoulfulrebellion.com so we all can, you know, commune with each other. Fellowship. See you next week.